Welcome back to Never Found, Never Forgotten. I am your host, Melanie, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. We just recently reached 1,000 plays, and so if you've been tuning in since the beginning, thank you so much for sticking with me. If you're brand new this week, um, thank you for joining us, and um, a little bit about the show is that we just cover the cases of missing people from around the country just to keep the information out there in the public. Too often these are cases that are quickly forgotten by the media and we want to help ensure that these cases and these people are not forgotten. This week I'm going to share with you the case of 18 year old Caleb Deal. Caleb was last seen on March 30th, 2015 in Nakona, Texas. Caleb actually lived in Grapevine, Texas with his sister, but he was visiting his mom in Nakona and he also had a part-time job there. His vehicle was in the shop getting some repairs, so he actually borrowed a truck from a family friend, um, Ricky Dale Howard, in order to get to his other job. However, he also worked for Ricky Howard, Ricky Dale Howard. Caleb worked um, helping him check his properties, check his cattle. And two days later, the truck that Caleb borrowed appeared abandoned at Howard's, Howard's house. When Caleb didn't return home, his mom, Tammy, knew something wasn't right. Two days later, um, later, after Caleb went missing, the truck that he borrowed appeared abandoned at Howard's home. The keys were hanging on their usual hook, and the police didn't know when or how the truck was returned. It just appeared on this property, which is already a little suspicious. Since his disappearance, there's been no activity on Caleb's cell phone or his social media accounts. He took no personal belongings with him, so it does not appear that he left intentionally. Caleb had just graduated from high school, and he'd only turned 18 two weeks prior to his disappearance. Unlike many of the cases we discuss, this one does have a person of interest. Um, as you can imagine, Ricky Dale Howard is considered a person of interest in this case. Prior to Caleb's disappearance, Howard had a criminal record that included bank fraud and aiding and abetting. He was convicted in 2007 and sentenced to 48 months in federal prison. During a search of Howard's property, now remember, this is the same property where Caleb borrowed the truck and then the truck sort of mysteriously reappears. During a search of the property, after Caleb's disappearance, police found several guns, and as a convicted felon, Howard was not allowed to have firearms. So he was charged, and in... 2016, he pled guilty to the firearms charges and was sentenced to five years in prison. 
While Ricky Dale Howard was in prison, two young men came forward and accused Howard of sexual assault. One victim said the abuse began in 1996 when he was just 13 years old. It continued for four years with over 500 separate incidents. The other victim was 12 in 1994 when the the abuse began. In 2016, Howard was charged with four counts of aggravated sexual assault of a child. One prosecutor said it was not the first time the allegations of this nature had been levied against Howard. However, the statute of limitations had run out on those cases and charges could not be placed against Howard. So, Howard is in jail for the firearms charge when all of these other allegations come forward. In 2018, more charges were added to Howard, including 34 counts of child pornography. In 2018, a grand jury indicted Howard on two counts of aggravated sexual assault of a child, two counts of indecency with a child, in addition to the pornography charges. We should note that Howard has not yet been tried for these charges. He is still awaiting trial, I believe. He has not yet been convicted. In 2018, remains found in the Nakona area were ruled out as belonging to Caleb, um, but Caleb's body has not been found to this day. Anyone, anyone with information on Caleb Deal can contact the Nakona Police Department at 940-825-3281. So that's the information that we have on Caleb. Again, Caleb is missing from the Nakona, Texas area. You can contact the Nakona Police Department at 940-825-3281. Because this case was so short and there's so little information, I am actually going to share a second case with you. This one is also quite short because there's so little information, but this one is a hard one. It's very difficult for me, Um, but I want to share the disappearance of Garnell Moore. And Garnell Moore was just six years old the last time he was seen in Baltimore, Maryland. Very few people even knew he existed. Fewer know what happened to him. Garnell was living with his aunt, Belinda Cash, and she did not have legal custody of him. But he was staying there, and his mother was in prison, and his dad was a transient, but he did occasionally see Garnell. The dates of when Garnell was last seen are really murky. Some report it as August 2002, and others say it could be as early as August 2001. In August, another aunt, Trina Morton, saw Garnell. She was raising Garnell's half-sister, LaTanya. Trina and Belinda had made arrangements for her, for Trina, to see Garnell. However, the visit didn't happen because Trina had a baby. And when she calls to reschedule about a week later, Belinda said it's not a good time because she was moving to a new house. When Trina tried to call again to reschedule this visit, the number had been disconnected, and the address Belinda had given as her new house did not exist. There are no records that Garnell was ever enrolled in school or records from any social service agency regarding his his placement with 
a foster family, or other custody arrangements. Garnell's father claims to have seen him in 2003. Trina got in touch with one of Belinda's relatives who said she hadn't seen Garnell in years. Trina has been unable to locate Belinda, and she at one point tried to tell Trina that Garnell was on a school field trip to, to Virginia. But Trina didn't find that believable because school wasn't in session. And also, there's no record of Garnell being enrolled in school anywhere. In July of 2005, Garnell was officially reported missing. This is four years after Trina last saw him. Almost four years went by before this kid was actually reported missing. Police began investigating in March of 2006. And it's unclear why there is a gap between the July 2005 report and the investigation starting in March 2006. Belinda was questioned and she said that she was struggling financially and could no longer care for Garnell. And she left them on the steps of a social service agency. And when police questioned employees at this agency, there's no record of Garnell and no one saw him. Police spoke with neighbors of Belinda who said they hadn't seen Garnell since 2001. And I find it really hard to believe that you would just put him on the steps of the social service agency with no one seeing. This is in the middle of Baltimore. It's a very busy place. Police searched the residence where Garnell was last seen, and this house was in bad shape. But they found no evidence of Garnell at all. They even brought in cadaver dogs, and they found nothing. Belinda voluntarily took a polygraph test, and she passed. There's mixed feelings about polygraphs. Um, I don't think that necessarily rules her out as a suspect, um, just because she passed. But it is interesting that she did. She was able to pass that exam. There was only one question that indicated deception, but police say that question was not linked to any crime. Belinda had no record of child abuse or neglect, and however, her story has changed with family members, and it's clear she's not being 100% forthcoming on any information. Trina expressed frustration in a 2007 Baltimore Sun article because she tried to reach out to various agencies for help in locating Garnell, but because she didn't have legal custody, nothing could be done. At this point, the investigation stalled and police are no closer to finding him. Police don't necessarily think Garnell met with harm or is deceased. And one prominent theory is that a stranger may have seen him on the steps of social services and took taken him in. The, art, the article from the Baltimore Sun said that Baltimore residents are largely untrusting of social services. And I think that can probably be true anywhere. And I think especially in major cities and in minority populations, that holds true. What is especially heartbreaking is that there was only one photograph of Garnell, and in this photo, he's about five years old. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children did an age progression, and this is such a heartbreaking case for me because this is a case where family members and the state really failed this little boy. Um, no one is sure who had actual custody. He wasn't being followed up on. 
and he simply vanished. Garnell Moore was born on May 18, 1995, so he would be 24 years old today. He's African-American with brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information regarding Garnell Moore can contact the Baltimore Police Department at 443-984-7385 or at 410-396-2284. So those are my two cases this week, um, Garnell Moore and Caleb Deal. There's not a whole lot of information on either of them, but I encourage you to check the sources in, in the show notes and learn more about these two individuals, um, their, their loved ones who are searching so desperately for them. That is our episode for this week. Um, that brings us to my new segment, Let's Talk About Books, Baby! So I finally finished Jim Jones. It took me a while, but I finally finished The Road to Jonestown. I highly recommend it. I think I've said that every week, but it's true. Highly, highly recommend it. But I had to take a break from some true crime reading. I'm reading fiction right now. Um, I'm reading The Farm by Joanne Ramos. Um, But one thing that I did want to share with you all is, have you watched or started watching... The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez on Netflix. My sister and I started watching it, and it is heartbreaking. And I think that's what led me to share Garnell Moore's case this week, is Gabriel Fernandez also fell through the cracks. That ended up very tragically for him. And it's a great series on Netflix. I encourage you to watch it. It is very, very difficult to watch. The abuse that this child suffered is very, very horrific. But I think it's important that we talk about the limitations of social service agencies and the people who are tasked with protecting these vulnerable children so that things like this don't happen in the future. So that's my episode for this week. Please follow me on Twitter at... Never Forgotten Pod. Um, you can also email me at Never Forgotten, Never Found, Never Forgotten Pod at gmail.com. So if you have a case recommendation, email that, Never Found, Never Forgotten Pod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page now. The Facebook group has been deleted at this point. So if you have were part of that group and you notice suddenly that you're not, the group is gone. Move over to our Facebook page, Never Found, Never Forgotten Facebook page. Um, I try to post case updates and stuff. I am getting a little behind um, because I've been working on another super, super exciting script. And um, I can't wait for you guys to hear that. And that involves my first ever phone interview. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And Kayla will be joining me again for that episode. So Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.